Welcome to the Model Me podcast. It has been a minute, I think, actually, since I did a podcast because we have been posting lately some of our live recordings from our events, which isn't something we always do. Um, but if you don't know who Model Me is, the Model Me is the business that I created. My name's Natasha, and it's designed to educate and empower creatives. It's not about being a model. It's actually about being a better role model of yourself. So Model Me, oh, so Model Me is for everybody. Um, in particular the creative industry because as a creative myself and as a model myself I was really frustrated with the lack of support and the lack of encouragement in the industry and it just drove me a bit crazy to be honest so I decided to do something about it because I'm so done with people moaning I hate hearing people moan and moan and moan and then never do anything about it so I wanted to create a business that was a solution-based business and Obviously, I just feel it would be quite selfish to just do this in London and not share it with the world. So that's why we have a podcast. And today, I have someone who... When did I meet you? How long ago? I can't remember, you know. I think it's been a few months. Uh, it was cold when I met you. So that makes it probably winter. January or February, I reckon. Exactly. So I have Tony with me today, who I met through our lovely friend Justin. And I'm I'm just going to let you introduce yourself first. Who's Tony? Hi, Tony. Hey. <laughs> Well, how can I put this in the easiest term? Um, my name's Tony Long. I'm a creative producer. Um, but we can, get in, we can get into what makes it creative because producing is um, something a lot more complicated than it seems. Mm. So, yeah, that's me, creative producer. <laughs> <laughs> he just said to me, I don't think people know what I do, so that's quite a good question. Because normally I say, so, okay, I'll ask you this as well then. Like, what are you, what are you really passionate about? Why do you do what you do now? I haven't been asked that for such a long time, you know. Um, That's why I'm here. Why am I passionate? What are you passionate about? What am I passionate about? And why are you doing what you're doing now? I'll, I, I'll tell you what I'm passionate about. I'm, I'm passionate about being a creative. I'm passionate about filmmaking. I'm passionate about telling stories. And I think that's all we have and that's all we, we ever will have. Even everything we do is all about telling stories. From marketing, it's all about how they're going to tell a story to how you're going to buy that particular product um, to, you know, you know, films, telling mm-hmm. you a story about what happened, you know, in the particular period or, you know, what, what's happening in your head and you manifest that into a film. So it's all about telling stories. That's what I think I'm passionate about. But why are you doing what you're doing now then? So why you am do I doing that? it? So you can tell what you're passionate about? Yeah, I just want to be in a place where I could just manifest my ideas. So it doesn't have to be just filmmaking. It could just be anything. It could be like, I want to be like Dr. Dre and, you know, Jimmy Iovine waking up and starting Beast by Dre in like 10 minutes. They had a conversation and the next day they're already, boom, next minute, you know, one billion pound company. Mm. That's, that's amazing. Who you just worked with? I just worked with yes, yes, so, you're right. Can <laughs> that I was say fast. That? Yeah, you can. Can I, can I say you it? can, you can. Yes. I mean, I just got a sneak preview of the of the whole video, so I feel pretty spoiled right now. Yes. <laughs> um, so I just done a documentary for Beast by Dre, directed by Gabriel Moses. So I produced um, a documentary for Shepard, um, who pretty much started Obey. Okay. The brand, mm-hmm. and he pretty much helped uh, opined Obama's campaign for Yes We Can, so that he made the, the artwork for it for wow. that campaign. Um, so yeah, that was pretty cool, exciting to work with as well. The Beats team were amazing; they were chilled, cool, 
And yeah, Gabriel, of course, the director, he's amazing at what he does. And yeah, it was pretty fun. So yeah, just want to be able to make Yeah, you could say that. I mean, I've done some really cool stuff. Um, done sh- produced for Westlife this year as well. Westlife? Westlife, yeah, I'm a big fan of Westlife. Westlife? Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah we're talking about the same Westlife. I the boy want band. it that <laughs> Don't get that. Oh, wait, wait. That's not even Westlife. That's not Westlife. <laughs> <laughs> what that? that is... That's Backstreet Boys. That's... My bad. Ah, <laughs> uh, I'm going to get stoned to death. <laughs> Westlife. I wonder how many Westlife fans we have on the podcast and how many probably fans like, are going to be like... Um, probably like zero. That is brilliant. Probably like zero, but... I mean, um, I'm just pleased that we got you singing. I feel like I could totally ask you to be the model me jingle right now, but I won't do that. Yeah, but you remember, you, you remember that, my I never life. had you as a Westlife fan. Yeah, I mean, I'm not that much of a fan, but we, we shot that video called Dynamite recently dynamite dynamite it's, it's a new track um <laughs> it's a new track i'm sorry i'm i'm not it's a new track i haven't been, I haven't been following <laughs> but it was pretty cool though they were pretty cool well i'm telling you cool. i feel like i'm learning so much about you yeah yeah five totally. minutes in <laughs> we're just five minutes in <laughs> bloody hell we're supposed to be uh we, so we have a topic there's reason this we do. came about was we because we last do. week and I love you for turning this around so quick with me. Tony is a, I don't know, I don't know actually, will I call you a yes guy? I think you're a yes guy to the right thing. Am I right in saying that? Yes. Right, so you're a yes guy to the right thing. So yes. you're someone, for me, and I mean, I think I'm scraping the surface of just knowing you, but I think for me, you take me as someone, when I met Tony, he was very, um, kind of just sat back and let me talk to be honest with you which is i think a lot of people do that when they meet me because why not i have (laughs) i have so much to say and i think i have so much energy that sometimes people are a bit like i I don't i think i should just sit and watch um and i (laughs) met you with justin and me and justin were meeting anyway about something god knows what i can't remember and i remember when i met you you were immensely chilled you were super calm and but you were so focused and you took you literally strikes me straight away as someone who you didn't mess about you knew exactly who you were at this point in time and you knew exactly what was important to you and what you should be working on and that you weren't someone that got very distracted and so for me like for my first experience of meeting you like I don't know I've told you that so now you know but for my first (laughs) moment of meeting you I always was like wow like so um I suppose admired by that attitude and admired by kind of oh. the way that you held yourself and that demeanor because for me that's kind of what I want when people meet me I want them to think that that I've got my stuff together I know what I'm doing I'm focused I'm, I'm on my path and I maybe some people do think that about me in some senses but um, let's say I don't feel I meet people like that a lot Mm. every now and then that's true but I don't feel like you meet a lot of people that really know who they are and really know what they're doing yeah and you definitely struck me as someone that day that did cool so and I think I'm happy I'm happy I do that (laughs) sometimes I'm a Gemini so uh, I can come across like I don't really want I don't really like you but I do like you I'm just very quiet you know you're just sizing people up not really, but <laughs> me happy is not me smiling. Yeah, I don't really just just because I'm happy doesn't mean I have to smile, you know. Because yeah, but I just, joy um, is 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 expressive, internal, right? 100%. A lot of the time. So yeah. Whereas I think but, happiness comes for me, it's like happiness comes and goes, but joy is internal. So I think probably for you, it's you have an internal joy about you, but mm-hmm. you're not always expressing that happy exactly. emotion. Exactly. Which exactly. is fine. That's totally fine to be. Exactly. Like that, I think. 
I think so. What's yeah, wrong? There's loads of people like me out I think, there. I think they're uh, quiet. Don't compare yourself happy. to anyone, man. There's only one of you. <laughs> don't do that because I will call you out. Um, but then, cool. so I saw you last week in yeah. Exeter, right? And I, I was actually in a meeting and I saw him and then I teased him with his two friends. I was like, oh, you're meeting them as well. And I didn't even know his friends. Um, oh, yeah. And I was didn't half asleep that morning, so I don't really even know how I like was having a conversation with you. But wow. then we sat and spoke and I ended up, I think we were sat down for 45 minutes after my meeting just talking about everything, right? And then I met Gideon, who's great. And we got talking about this topic that you'd said you'd like to do a podcast. And of course, mm. I have a podcast. So I mm. was like, come on my podcast. Um, here I am. And here we are. So the topic that you have heavy on your heart, I'm going to say. What is it? Tell us. Well, the topic I have for you today is called The Power of Money. A story about people. I love the way you said that. A story about people. Mm. So we're going to start today because we're going to keep a we're going to keep a podcast short in the podcast life of things because it's quite important, I think, for us to dive into certain areas of this topic and different moments. Because also, actually, you know what's really interesting about that is that in two weeks' time or whenever we do this next, you're actually going to be a different person, as am I. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So the way that we talk about something or think about it might actually change. True. Isn't that interesting? Anyway, tell <laughs> me what you <laughs> What is your first point to make? Wow, that's a big one. Um, the first point would be, I guess, building your foundation. Okay. So pretty much, pretty much that, building a good foundation that you can always rely on. So no matter how far you fall, you'll you still be able to get back up. Mm. And for you to actually get there, you kind of need to know yourself really well. And everyone's on a everyone's on different journeys, so I guess everyone gets there at different paces. But if you understand yourself, then I think you'll be able to ground yourself and have a solid foundation. Mm-hmm. So some people it could be faith, some people could be family, some people could be a certain um, having a certain drive or a certain purpose for why you're doing something. And it's got to be bigger than just money because. Funny enough, when you don't focus on money, ironically, that's when you probably do make money. Just mm-hmm. like when people do get rich, they end up not spending the money because everyone's giving them free stuff because they've got all this money now. Mm. So they, they, they stay in society, all of a sudden, they're getting free stuff. So, you know, you get what I mean. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. But I'm it's funny because I had this conversation with my friend yesterday and he was saying how you need to first be, um, I don't know what the word he used was, but you first need to know how to manage like small amounts of money or manage like let's say there's someone that right now that's like you know what one day I just want to be rich let's say someone's saying that in fact I heard someone say that last night but the thing is you have to know <laughs> you have to, I just want to be rich but literally I heard right. literally someone say that they were like I never want to work again I just want to be rich and I was like okay but you have to be you have to learn how to manage the amount of money you have now right in order to manage the money that you're going to get because otherwise, what happens is these people just, just make loads of money and then they don't know what to do with it. And you got to be able to manage yourself, I think. Um, oh, yeah, because, manage yourself. Because when you're disciplined, you have, you have better control of what you do. For, for, for example, for me, if people, people that know me personally um, would know that I don't really like buying flashy stuff. Even though I do have the money to buy flashy stuff doesn't mean I have to buy flashy things mm. and the reason why I've, I've, I've made that conscious decision because I as, an, as a creative as also I'd like to say an entrepreneur is I understand what you know materialism is and you know the idea of capitalism essentially is for you to buy things 
that don't have real actual value or they're not even assets mm. to make yourself psychologically feel good, but in reality, you're not. So once I understand that logic, for me, me buying materialistic things like, you know, fashion brands, you could buy, you could do it. I'm not saying it's wrong to, but mm. I already, because my purpose doesn't allow me to do that because I have to build from yeah. the ground up. Yeah. So I have to be, that's basically me understanding myself. I'm understanding my foundation and then going from there. But it's such a short-term thing, isn't it? When you go and buy something new and you get that happy, that happiness from it. And we spoke about this recently at one of our events, actually, because we did an event on sustainability and one of my good friends has given up buying clothes for a year. Wow. And it ends in November. And so now she's at the (laughs) end of her journey. She's like, what do I do? Do I buy Mm. clothes again? What should I buy? Mm. And she did it because she has... um, I suppose what we speak about a lot between me and her is are we addicted, one, to that feeling of buying something new? It's not even that we need it or it's not True. even that we want it, but True. are we addicted to that? Oh my God, I've got something new I'm going to wear all the time, that kind of thing. Mm. Um, and of course, from a sustainable point of view, fashion is probably, I mean, I don't know, fashion and agriculture are the two biggest problems in the world, right, for climate change. So 100%. for her, she's really taking a stand for it. And it's so interesting because ever since I met her in April, she came to one of my events, and that's how we met. And ever since I met her, I just don't really buy clothes anymore. Like, I think I've bought a jumper, a hoodie, and mm. a pair of boots. Yeah. Mm. Since April, you know? Yeah. So it's yeah, funny yeah. because I love buying clothes. Like, I love shopping. I'm like, what, I mean, I was like, <laughs> what woman? What human? What, what a human, especially woman? I grew up with all women. So shopping was a... It was um, a thing for us that was a regular hobby that we would do to spend time together. So me and my sisters would go shopping. Me and mm. my mum would go shopping. Like, I see. It was a regular, regular occurrence that we would just do, oh, should we spend time together? Yeah, sure, let's go shopping. Like, it was just <laughs> a, a way of life. And I think that meeting someone like that, just that one conversation I first had with her, changed everything about how I then wanted to go and buy. And if anything, it's made me go and relook. Mm. like the stuff I have in my wardrobe and made me realize and she taught me as well like she has this like capsule collection so she'll have a capsule collection for let's say four to five weeks yeah she'll go and change it with all the other stuff that she hasn't worn for four or five weeks Mm. feels like she has a whole new wardrobe and I was like wow that's so interesting because then also on the other side of things talk about money when you commit to not doing that you know you commit to not spending you know money on clothes because for sustainable reasons all of a sudden you have this money that you didn't realise you had because you're aimlessly spending it on stuff that is, it's funny you use the word flashy, I know that you mean it in the sense of a, um, you know, materialistic what it looks like, but Mm. also flashy to me in the sense where it's going to come and go. You know, trends like stay for 10 minutes really and then they leave. So it's one of those things that I think it's, um, it's so Um, many angles. For me it's like, if I'm more worried about what I'm going to wear, I just need to revisit exactly what my intentions are. You yeah. Because so I'm just like, I don't really care. Even with the people I meet, I don't really care what they're wearing. Right. Because I just I just want to meet and just talk and just be right. creative. Mm-hmm. And I'm really going to accept you from whatever background or however you dress. So that, I guess, also I'd like to reflect on, on myself. Mm. So... Yeah, I don't know. I'm just saying this maybe, but we'll see when I get there. But do you maybe. feel like that's a, that's something that you have to... Um, that's Not everybody thinks like that. Do you know what I mean? Thank, thank, thank the Lord and everybody thinks like that. I know. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you, tell you why, because, boy, if everyone thought like that, it would be a lot more harder to yeah, do this. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. So. But, I mean, how do you then... Like, how do you then go into these meetings 
and people kind of you might be wearing whatever you're going to wear that day mm. and how do you break that boundary of people then like I don't want to use the word judging but like mm. we're just so we're so in our heads sometimes like we're so visual we just kind of look at what someone's wearing and we go hmm yeah no you know what's I'm, I'm happy I'm happy you mentioned Neaton's because for me I wear suits in my meetings. Oh, cool. I wear suits in my sets as well. And if anyone knows me well, I usually just wear suits to my sets. So, I've never me, seen you in a suit. Yeah. I've only seen you, I think, maybe four times. This may be the fifth. I've never seen you in a suit. Come down to one of my shoots <laughs> and you see one of my flashy suits. Because as a filmmaker, like, during the olden, old days, basically, when you see, like, loads of old-school Hollywood pictures, all the directors, all the producers, everyone, like in a particular role, wore suits. That was it. It was just wow. like, a, it was just like, you know, I'm at work and, you know, and I've, I want to bring that same level of professionalism because I didn't embody myself in that as well. So, so does it change the way you feel when you put a suit on? Um, no. It changes how everyone else is, how everyone else feels. Right. Because for me, because of my, yeah, because of my age and obviously what I look like, if you can't recognise I am black, <laughs> sadly... If I was to rock up to you in a hoodie or even wearing what I'm wearing now, you're not gonna take me that seriously. But if I wear a suit, Depending you're gonna be asking you you're gonna be asking a few questions. Yes, definitely. <laughs> who is this guy and why is he wearing a suit? What does he do? Et cetera, et cetera. Right. So for me, I, I wear the suit so everyone else knows how I feel. Because that's how I feel regardless. Right. If I'm in a, if I'm in a you know, in a hoodie. That's the level right you now. wanna play at. Mm. That's what you're trying to say. And again, that's the story about people, is you gotta understand who you are, where you are, and just know how to play the game. That's so interesting. Mm. So do you wear do you wear a like a waistcoat underneath your blazer? Sometimes. Wow, you go in. Sometimes I do. Like, bow tie? Do you have wear a bow tie? No, that's way too much. Oh, okay. That's way too much. One day, if we if we're ever on shoot <laughs> together, or if I ever you didn't know that in another world you didn't know that what I will see. No, I had no idea. Yeah. I mean, actually, one of your pictures is a suit, though. Yeah. Is it your WhatsApp? Uh, yeah, but so, also my Instagram. Okay, something somewhere has your... Um, a suit. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, oh, okay. And yeah. I, I kind of just got the impression that it, that was part of your standard. That that was just like your day-to-day. Yeah, I, I mean, I love wearing suits when it comes... When it, when, when, I'm, when, I, when it comes to business, I don't play no games. So it's just like, <laughs> that's, my, that's, that's me going to war, basically. Going you to know? war? Literally, so it's like I'm about to. I'm, I wake up. I'm about to. I'm about to. You know, whatever I'm about to do, I set my mind to it. I make sure I want to achieve it. I wear my suit. I embody that that way of thinking. And then you know, I jump in my cab and swoosh. I get. But that. it's funny, you know, because my favorite outfit at the moment. I say that I'm not wearing it today, but yeah. I'm going to acting class, so I have to be in clothes where I literally can move around. Yeah. So. For me, my favorite outfit is a like an oversized blazer with boots. That's my fave. That's my go-to. That's a swag. If I can wear that every day, I'll wear that every single day. And then it's funny because the level, like I, I know how I feel. I know I feel a bit different when I wear something like that because mm. I spent all summer in sneakers, and now all of a sudden I'm wearing boots again. And even yesterday, it was my friend was like, "Wow, uh, what happened to you? Why, why are you wearing boots?" And I was like, "Oh my god, I just live in sneakers in summer because I don't want to run around in a heel." Right. But now it's winter. Mm. I don't know, I have a different level of... <laughs> it's weird, I'm, I'm just different. I'm like, mm, okay, winter's coming, time to wrap up all the time, yeah. time to like wear all the layers. But there is a level of people do look at you differently when you're in a, a suit attire, let's say. So, true, true. Like, I'll be just be in a blazer, whereas you'll be in a full suit. But yeah. like, it's that same 
I've seen the look. I know exactly what you mean. People are like, oh, okay. It's just a lot more sharper. To be honest, people take you seriously. You just just know you're about about business. You're about to get this done. I'm not saying you have to wear a suit because I do. There might be one or two times I'll come and say it and I'm looking like... Someone's going to listen to this and catch you on a set. Oh, those pictures are very... There's a high price for those photos right now. If you got a photo of me without a suit on set, you know what I'm saying? You need that receipt, you know? So... Make sure I pay up if you've got that. <laughs> that is sure. funny. So yeah, that's that's what that's what I do. That's so do I you do. feel so obviously I think it's quite fair to say, right, that you have a pretty reputable name that you've built up for yourself, right? I I guess so. You'd be hearing about some reports if anything. No, I'm joking. I, I, no, I no. I would like to say for me, I would like to the thing about what I do is it comes with a lot of uh politics and mm. there's rumors and people think I've said things or people think I've I've done things but the clients still want to work with me so yeah. that goes to show hey regardless of the rumors you know I'm still here so yeah I would like to say I have a pretty so, decent rep I mean this is kind of off the, the topic streets. but I feel like it's quite <laughs> I feel like it's quite important so right what's from a challenging perspective Mm. Have you? Do you feel like you've had to overcome a lot of, um, let's say, otherwise before they were norms in the industry, and then you've come along and you've done your thing, and for whatever reason, because I, you've spoke quite a lot about, um, you know, the image that you want to like, not the image that you want to portray because that's just who you are, but mm. like what you know that that not can do to other people, but in the sense that you know you have a presence, right? So, and there's nothing wrong with that, mm. like. But was there a time where kind of maybe you were more challenged on that and it was like a process you had to go through and like know that, no, like this is how I'm supposed to be, this like I am supposed to do this, this is my career, like I'm not being, I'm not being challenged? Uh, for me, it's all about observation. I like to learn from other people's mistakes. Okay. So I think that's probably my fastest fast track in, in the industry because you don't meet much producers who are 25 Right. And have produced for like Why big, big bands, and it's just, just it's just how it is. It's just a it's a it's a difficult ladder to climb on. And the true nature of a producer is, it's like if some people are not fortunate to learn the actual art because producing is an art. You almost as a father, you're like a father figure. Mm. So you almost have to be a lot wiser, or then then you can then you anticipate. You almost have to put yourself. In the bigger, in you know, wear the bigger shoes basically, instead of you know, belittling yourself down to a particular level for you to just bypass or overcome that particular you know problem. Mm. So it's like embodying that type of wisdom means I need to. I only speak to a certain types of people in particular age groups, right? So I already learn and I understand and I see what they do and I know my history, just like I said, with you know, like you know, you know, in Hollywood and and where that your the nature of cinema came from, you know, mm. from 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 Paris and in in France. So, um, and understanding myself as a filmmaker, I think from a young age has always guided me to just be as expressive as I can. So I've never been in a position where I didn't really recognize who I was. I just needed to know how I was going to manifest that. Because mm. even from a young age, when I was fifteen, I didn't want to do any of that running stuff. You know, running on set, blah blah. It's for some people, hundred percent. But if you know you're that type of person where you just wanna, you need you personally find 
freedom from ownership and you mm-hmm. want to do your own thing and you want to build for other people who look like you as well, then you kind of have to take a, a stance and you're going to have to do things the long way. So that's a big part of it then for you is knowing where you came from and knowing that you have that you can step into new grounds. One of the things I say a lot with Model Me is that we, like, we're constantly breaking new ground because nobody's ever really done what we've done before. Mm. Elements, yes, but no one's ever really stepped out of line and said, actually, you know what, I don't really agree with that. I'm gonna do this instead. Mm. Because we're so consumed by, you know, believing that we need to follow these certain rules. One example I'll give is that, um, like for example agencies won't pay models for like a hell of a long time i was with one agency for two years and i got paid four times and that's standard that's like normal and like i'm for me i'm like now i'm saying more than ever because i'm not really i've understood finally that modeling is not my that's not my what i'm supposed to that's not my calling let's say mm. sure like i can be gifted in that yeah. there's a difference between being gifted and what your calling is right yeah. so like I'm gifted in the sense that like I can model, I could do a lot of different things with that, sure, awesome, but that doesn't necessarily mean that I should be spending all my time on that. Yeah. I think now I feel so grateful that I've finally clocked that because now I get where that kind of emptiness was when I would do that. Mm. Um, but there's so many things in the industry that models wouldn't dare step out and talk about and in many different areas of the industry, wouldn't dare step and talk about and I think that for us, I always feel like we're breaking new ground and we're always just trying to like step into new places that we haven't really done before um, and just trying to establish the ground. So you must feel like that too then. 100%. Uh, there's certain things in the industry I can't speak of. There's certain, I've seen crazy stuff, man. And, you know, I think there's been a lot of, some backlash regarding us speaking our truth. So if we were, uh. if we were to do some, if, if I was to, you know, me personally, if I say that, for example, as a particular individual isn't necessarily right for a project, and you know that could that could potentially come with a backlash alone. Yeah. You know, and then you kind of have to, you almost have to be forced to work with that person just because of, you know, they got ties with this person, and you know, a lot of nepotism goes on in the industry, and you kind of know how that works as well. It is yeah. it is what it is, to be honest, and you know, everyone's human, so it's like you gotta play. You just really gotta play the play the game sadly it is what it is if you don't have the mindset for it then I'm just giggling on it because I know you're saying play city. the game mm. which I know that is like it's quite a funny phrase yeah actually play the yeah, game I know you're dead serious I don't play no games <laughs> but I play the game you're like dead so you're like don't play your games yeah but for me like that phrase is I know it's funny it's, it's, it's like a little obviously that's my next point I was going to talk about Circles and shapes and squares and whatnot, but you know one of my favorite phrases is check your circle. Check your circle. I love this phrase. Should we talk about circles then? Do it, please go. Circles, power circle, understanding. What's a power circle? Power circle. Yeah. What do you think a power circle is? I mean, okay, my my idea of a power circle, if we're talking about people, is having a circle of people. For me, it's probably like three to four max five people that are all more intelligent than you they are wiser than you they are um more well-rounded in who they are they're probably older than you not always not not always older but they're more spiritually aware than you like all these different like if i'm thinking about me in my personal life and i'm thinking about certain people that i would put in my power circle i'm thinking it's the circle of people that i'm 
not that they're better than you in a comparison point of view, but they're just more mature in certain things in certain areas of their life. And I don't mean mature in a, they're not a kid. I just mean mature in maybe experience is a good word for it. Um, and being around those kind of people can, you know, help elevate you to a certain place. But also, I think you have to be very aware with every circle that you're in, good or bad or whatever. Yeah. Um, especially the good circles. Like, if people are better than you in whatever way, what can you bring to the table? Mm. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. So, and for me, and I have certain friends that I have in my life that I look at and I'm like, my gosh, like, how, like, how are we... Like, how you spend so much time with me. Or, like, right. one of my friends, his name is Ellie. He is literally my mentor, guardian, one of my closest friends. He's my go-to with everything. Like, doesn't matter what happens in my life, like, I go to him. Yeah. And he's incredible. And sometimes I think, God, you spend so much time talking to me and listening to my rants and my pains and my aches and the goodness and, and everything. And I'm like, you spend all that time on me? I'm like, whoa, okay. And then so I think... What can I do to make sure that I deliver yeah. in that sense, you know? And yeah, I know okay, that, yeah. and I'm always saying that to him, you know, I'm always telling him how grateful I am. I'm always telling him how much I love him and how thankful I am for him. And he's always, you know, one thing, and I suppose it's a, one of the reasons that I push myself continuously and always strive to do better is because he, he just wants me to do what I was called to do. He wants me to be the person I'm supposed to be. Mm. And so knowing that with him knowing that that's kind of his goal for me and that's why he's really there for me as my support in every way that he can I think for me I'm like oh, okay you know it actually pushes me in the weirdest way because I know what he's after not not what he's just after I know that he loves me and I know that's why mm. he's there for me but one of the reasons for me that I kind of maybe know that he he believes in me so much is because he's he knows I'm doing essentially he knows I'm doing it for the kingdom right and he knows that why he's doing it mm. as well. So we kind of, we're just aligned in that respect. That's nice, that's nice. So that, I yeah. think I think what you, align, alignment is key because I think that's what it's all about, really. It's all about finding people who have the same mindset as you or the same. And for you to even know that, you got to know yourself really well. Yeah, So true. for me, with my power circle, I can be vulnerable. Yeah, yeah, because, yeah, and that, exactly. Because people think power circle means everyone's powerful and some, you know, but it's not. It's having a, 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 a few people around you that you know you can, like you said, go to wisdom. So even, you know, from accountants to um, lawyers to, um, you know, mentors in different types of field. And, you know, it could be from astronomy to, you know, any, 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 anything really, even, even, nursing for example it, it doesn't really matter it's, it's all about learning from other people's experiences and for me that's what my power circle does and if i want to get information that can reward me in the future it's you gotta take a few steps and you can't just get there instantly so yeah, yeah, yeah. they give me the ability of foresight as well so power circle's gotta do that for sure it's quite sacred right? very sacred and power circle always changes and adapts because for, because you, you change know, and you adapt. And you adapt and you grow and you outgrow. Sometimes you outgrow your mentors and you mentor your mm. mentor and then they outgrow you again. And mm. it's that, that that cycle of, you know, learning from each other. Yeah, So, true. yeah, you always need a power circle. Yeah, power circle is mad important. So check, check your circle came from this... Um, video that I watched not long ago and I love it because I, I say it all the time because... 
for me, it's like if I hang around, so let's say I made a conscious decision a few months ago to not swear as much and to be somebody that, that I just didn't want to swear as I'm much. I'm glad it's conscious. <laughs> glad um, it was conscious. And especially now I teach in a school, I'm so glad that I made that decision. I didn't know that was going to happen for me, you know? At the time, I didn't know that was a thing. Mm. But, at, and especially at my events and stuff, but it's... I'm so pleased I made that conscious decision because you have to be, as soon as you swear, like when I host a panel or when mm. I talk or whatever, as soon as I swear and I'm the host and this is my event that I put on, mm. all of a sudden you let open the door to everybody else thinking they can swear. swear. And you know it, you're effing and blinding and... Really? Uh, yeah. Oh, like, test it, trust me. I mean, if I if I went to, if I was teaching in school, I'd be swearing to the, to the kids. But don't get me wrong. Like, like, every night I still say the word bloody. Can we swear on here? Can we swear? I mean, you could swear. Mm. We don't swear because we want the we want the students. I'm gonna to con- I'm gonna consciously not swear. Not swear. <laughs> this is gonna be a hard one. I've never done this before. No, but, but you just spent the last thirty minutes not talking, not swearing. So actually, it's not well, that hard. Now you say that. Now I'm really gonna be thinking. No, because this is what I'm saying as well. When you hang around with people that that edify you in different ways, right? So for me, it's like. I don't want to, if I'm with somebody that swears and Fs and blinds, like if I'm working at my job, I sometimes I'll find that I end up swearing <laughs> at work and I end up maybe doing certain things. And I, mm. I know what I talk about at work. When I'm, when I'm outside of work, I don't really talk about certain things as much as I do when I'm in work. But when I'm mm. in work and I like, the best example I can give you is if I see a cute guy in work, we'll talk about it at work. Like we'll be consciously talking about that cute boy. If I'm outside of work, and I'm in a coffee shop and there's a cute boy on the other side of the room, I'm not necessarily going to start talking about the cute boy with my girlfriend or whoever I'm with mm. because I'm in work mode and I'm in a different setting and it's, I'm a different place and I'm with different people. Because I'm not of in course. work, I'm choosing who I'm with most of the time, mm. you know? So it's like... Camo, you're playing a game. It's a camo. A camo? Yeah, it's a, it's a camouflage. You, you can, like, adapt to... Your settings. To your settings. Yeah, know. it's true. I mean, I love... Don't get me wrong, I love my work setting. I love... And sometimes I feel like I'm a bit, like, let loose in my work setting because at the same time, I'm still restricted. Like, I'm in a uniform, I'm in a workplace. Yeah. Like, I work for somebody and I'm essentially, let's say, I'm, I'm serving something, right? Or someone, yeah. let's say. In, to a degree, but then I ha- get to have so much. They want me to have all my personality and all my flair. Mm. Um, but it's just so interesting how I, I see how that circle, lately more than ever, mm. ever since kind of I've become more awake, I suppose, in my spirit and who I am, etc. Like, I've just become more aware. Like, I can't pick up the phone and speak to certain people anymore that I used to speak to because my spirit is just like, nah, don't talk to them. They are not for you. And great. before you know great, it, great, you're like great. on a different path, right? Yeah. And you're not even, yeah. oh, I haven't seen that friend for months. And I, mm. I'm sitting here thinking about three people that I yeah, haven't seen for true. months. True. I'm like, okay. But they're good people. Happens naturally, though. Yeah. It happens naturally. It's sad, it's sad but... You know, it, it is what it is because you made the decision that you want to take this journey, and mm. unfortunately, this is what this is the price you pay. Yeah, you lose people. Thank the Lord, though, because yeah, like, geez, I couldn't stand some people before, you know. And I think, uh, I mean, for me as a producer, because I'm always in a position where I have to find talent and find new people, yeah. you usually do get bombarded by, hey, hey, pick me, pick me, pick me. So it's always put me in a, now it's put me in a place where I'm always super reserved about how why I do how I do things and yeah. who I speak to and when etc etc and why I'm choosing people and do I want to choose you and <laughs> no I don't want to choose you thank you very much and, how do you uh, feel about the whole because you must have a lot of attention from like girls in a relational sense no 
because of who you are and because of the name that you have and the position that you have how do you how do you find because I don't ever talk about this on my podcast but mm. I actually think it's something that a lot of men and women can learn from but in particular men because I think like with that I don't want to say that you're in a place of um I suppose in some respects you are in a place of power right and you are oh I love yeah let's talk about this yeah let's talk this about is this still related right to yeah let's topic. talk about this you see you see you see right see with this yeah what did I just do did I pick out an idea no because <laughs> the whole me too movement actually was triggered because of a producer in the industry a male producer a male producer right um, Stephen, uh, is it Weinstein? I think it, yeah, it was Weinstein, wasn't it? Yeah, it was the whole the whole actual movement really Harvey kicked Weinstein. off with Harvey. That's it, Harvey Weinstein. What do I think Stephen? Stephen Weinstein? is someone else, I think. He's in it. Yeah, Harvey Weinstein. Harvey yeah. Weinstein in it. Uh, yeah, and he's a producer, similar. Right, right, right. Similar, okay. role. powerful man in, in in Hollywood. I don't know if he's still powerful now, but he's still powerful in in, in certain ways. You know, Kevin Spacey, same thing. And you're right. In my industry, as scary as it sounds, it is wild. Like you, I get hit by everyone who is particularly interested in production. Mm. So it could be from models or production assistants to producers to whatever. And again, I think for me, it boils down to. I, I, I would want to say two things, but here we go. But it boils down to. Uh, again, my foundation. Yeah. And also, you know, I'm going to try and make this relate, right? But I remember I was, I was on set, right? Nah, and I saw... Podcast, mate. You can go wild. Saw, Don't worry about it. All right, cool. So there was this, this, this might be a good reference to how you should be if you're really serious about what you want you're in cool. life, right? Cool. So obviously, you know, men are dogs in general, right? So let me, <laughs> let me actually relate this to an actual dog, right? That's men all. are dogs in on general. On set, okay. right? I didn't say that, everybody. He said that. Listen, the man it's a, it's a, a saying. We ain't going to run away from it. You know, it's just like, it's a, it's, a, it's actually it's, it's biblical. A, There's a biblical thing that says that. Uh, Not even joking. Boy. We I, saw, I, I saw a dog on set, right? It was, it was, a, it was a huge, um, I think, American bull. And okay, it was physical dog, yeah, it was a physical dog. And it was huge. It was big. It was just like it was a big ass dog. And for some people, when you see that dog, you'd be scared, like actually scared. And the dog was just calm, still, didn't do nothing, just chilled. And I saw well, some other dogs playing around with it, right? And you know they would try and you know like pick on him and whatnot, and try and get his attention. And he was just completely still. And I said, this dog is so powerful because clearly it's got it's a dog of strength, right? It's got all the skills to take you down, whatever, right? Mm. But it's having this ability to be calm, collected Discipline. in the environment, discipline. And so that's good. what it's all about. Discipline. If you can't if you if I see an attractive woman and I can't discipline myself, I'm done out here. How long am I gonna last in the industry? <laughs> like how many good looking people out there? And this yeah. is London as well. How many good looking people out there for me to get distracted every single goddamn time? It's yeah. long. So my advice would be, just be disciplined, bro. Just don't, don't think every girl's trying to move to you. Don't think just because they're nice, they're really trying to, you know, get somewhere. That's not really how it works. Mm. Um, and for me, because I'm so serious, I'm so disciplined that it doesn't really phase me. So I just don't even think about any of that stuff. Don't entertain it. Don't talk about it. Don't really. That's how I kind of get by. And also, it's yeah, dangerous because you know. My one of my first names is Samson, and in the Bible, Samson. What are your first names. Mm, I got a name to differentiate myself from my dad because my dad's got the same name as me. Oh, 
So my. So you, you were named after your dad. Yeah. So my name, my dad's name, my dad's called Tony as well. Oh, okay, okay. So to, to to differentiate myself and him on our passports, my name is actually this is called Samson. So oh. from the Bible, middle name is Tony. He, technically on paper, but my first name is Tony. Okay. Really, because okay. if you call me Samson, I ain't even trying to. I love the name Samson. But Delilah is the woman who brought him down. In the, in the Bible? Cut his hair. Hun, you know this story more than I do. I had to. Okay. I had to. Because for me, it makes so much sense. Women are so powerful. <laughs> Absolutely powerful. My business partner is, is, a, is a female, uh, for example. And she's an, one, of, you know, one, of, one of the most powerful women I know. Um, and I say this because they have the ability to bring kings down. You've, you've seen in history. Yeah. Like the story of Troy, for example. Just a story about it's really a story about a woman. It's Troy a story about a woman. Troy. Story of Troy, yeah. It's about a woman. About par- it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's about um, a, uh, a guy called Paris, um, and I can't remember the girl's name now. But basically, long story short, a prince goes over to another kingdom, sees another man's another king's wife, and ends up running away with the king's wife. And then, boom, they wanted to um, wanted to you know get back the wife and take over. That's, that sparks the story of uh, the story, the War of Troy, we call it. Right, but it's funny because... The Trojan yeah. War. The, the Trojan, Trojan War. Okay. That's so it. It's funny because earlier, now you said actually, remember when we spoke about David and Goliath, that story, right? Mm. And one of, you know, David was, is an, was an incredible man of God, yet um, Bathsheba was the woman that he... Mm. Uh, cheated with yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Right? David and is out he, here David is out here got Bathsheba's yeah, yeah. husband David is killed. out here man. but this is what I'm saying mate Samson was out here we're just sinners, <laughs> we're just sinners. Samson was out here so for me I was like wow <laughs> Samson really got done dirty like that just going to sleep he was so vulnerable right do you know and then right. his hair got cut so I, I can't get caught slipping out here like that <laughs> No way. So you just you just mega watch how you are then when you're watch on, how I am. Set. Yes, and also the bigger yeah. I mean, for me, I'm or maybe just, uh, just when you meet when you met me for the first time, mm-hmm. you you just not in a bad way, but you had a you had a something up. I wouldn't say a wall, my, but there was my something was up. up. Yeah, you were pro- you were not just. I don't want to say you were protecting yourself, but you you were just aware of the realm of being introduced to a, a new woman, let's say. And I think... Wicked. I didn't know that. Yeah, 100%. Like, you were. It's a for me, I guess. Um, no, nah, but it's good. It's good to be like that. And I think everybody can learn from that, women and men, because you're 100% bang on right with what you said. Like, there's so, ma- there's so many good-looking people. There's so many wonderful people out here. Mm. I've been so caught in... I used to be so naive. I came to London, like, just over three years ago, and pff, this, there's nowhere else in the UK or really... I mean, I'd go as far as... I've never had... Um, there's a lot of places in America that are like London in some respects in terms of, like, people and there's a bit of everybody here. And But, you know, when I first came here, I was just... I was taken away with the with the excitement of it all and just being around new people all the time, every day. I would, yeah, like, of course. Yeah, it becomes like a drug, isn't it? Yeah, it becomes, you just meet people constantly. It, it feels amazing and life feels good. And, yeah, that's and how time, people get... I was every day and I would yeah. be working regularly and yeah. modelling and blah, 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 blah. And I just, like, would be non-stop meeting new people. And then you get to that... I had a moment, I suppose maybe it could have even been when me and my ex-boyfriend broke up, because when I was with him, I probably felt like I had this um, safeguard barrier, well, no guy can touch me because I actually have a boyfriend. 
obviously that's not the right attitude to have, but that was kind of like my, my wall, you know, like I have a boyfriend, like I'm not interested, that kind of thing. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. As soon as you don't have a boyfriend, like I love it. People say to me now, oh, I can't, they're, they're so surprised that I don't have a boyfriend and they're so surprised that I don't have a partner. I'm like, why? Because why are you surprised? And for me, I'm like, why? Because I can be disciplined and live in the city and be single and be actually really happy because there's so much, I don't want to swear, but there's so much rubbish about mm. needing to have a partner in order to find fulfillment and happiness and all this stuff. And don't get me wrong, I want to get married. I'll oh, we, 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 can get, we can get into that in a whole different podcast. We'll that's, that a, podcast. that's very important, you know. But it choosing, is, isn't it? Yeah, Being you have to... to be, totally cool and it relates to everything you said earlier about knowing who you are yeah. and you know being disciplined in who you are and all of that and I I have learned that myself and I'm a super friendly person and I have a lot of energy if I meet you I'm probably going to hug you or I'm going to give you a firm handshake like mm. we're going to and we're going to talk straight away and I'm also I'm not afraid of talking deep with someone quite quick and I'm not afraid of letting someone in I'll give you my number like I'm cool with mm. that right mm. and I think I don't know maybe when I'm married it will be different because maybe I'll have to learn Boy, I, have to learn things. I doubt, I doubt. You hear worse stories of marriages, don't you? But that's but a whole I mean, different... But in the sense that maybe right combo. now I'm kind of like, yeah, I'm open. Yes, look yeah, like yeah, I'm yeah, open, yeah. But yeah. actually, I know I'm, I'm quite close in some respects. Like, an example I'll give you is that, like, in my acting class, when I first started acting classes a few months ago, um, my teacher was like, let him in. And I knew, I knew why, like, I know deep down why I don't want to let him in, because I've... Like, I haven't dated for months. I don't want to... Like, I haven't spoke to any boys like that in months, you know? And I, I'm very like, nope, uh-uh. Like, <laughs> you're not... That's this is, Here's my room. You're, like, three doors away. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And I think in acting class, it's a totally different realm. You've seen that because you work in that industry. Mm. But it is something that you do have to... Um, in the in our creative industries as well, you are challenged so much of the time to bring so much of yourself, whether it's acting or producing, yeah. whatever it is. You're challenged to bring so much of who you are yeah, and then in this part for me, I'm feeling like I'm having to really just kind of like brick by brick be like, okay, I'll let them in to the acting <laughs> realm of me. Oh my days. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. Intense. Especially because of, yeah, because of my particular, like I have, I have businesses and, you know, friends that if I do something, it makes them look bad as well, you know, yeah. there's that as well to think about. And regardless of you. Well, because you're on the job with them. Yeah, in general, also, like, because it's all about re- reputation as well, you know, it yeah. goes a long way. And I'm sure a reputation without any madnesses from anything regarding that, you know, regarding the females, probably a better look. And also, I want to be in a, in a position in the future where, you know, word is still bond. And mm-hmm. if I say to another, you know, human, I won't say male, female, I'm going to do something. It's genuinely because I am going to do it. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Because um, some, there's a lot of people that do things in the industry for alternative motive. It's uh, like, they pretend like, not even pretend, they, they might actually do it because they want to smash, but they, they don't smash. really, 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 really want to do it. It's true. It's true. Ah, uh, it's funny. They, they playing their type of game I guess and you see that in the industry you see people getting manipulated left France I was manipulated like crazy wow to be honest um, starting out not for sexual desires obviously but just just in general just to get stuff from you you know wow. people face some level of manipulation everyone does a level of manipulation mm. but 
yeah, it could be really bizarre and really weird. So I think on another angle of that, though, it's quite interesting because what I've had to learn is because I was just so freaking naive. I'd just fall left, right and centre and I'd go for dinner with men that I'd just met and I wouldn't think anything of it. And I'd be like, yeah, we're mates. And before you know it, they're like, no, this is a date. And I'm like, no, this ain't no date. Like, and it was, I was so naive when I came here. And because I just want to spend time with people. I'm such a people person. Mm. And for me, dinner is dinner. Like, it's just, it matters, you know, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm not, we're not going to some bougie ass place. Like, we're just, I'm dressed in my, I'm with, like, I'm not dressed for it. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's, and it's so interesting because I think you have to as well. For me, I've had to learn, and not in an arrogant way, but I've had to understand and learn and know my power, not just as a, as a human, but as a woman and someone like, I have so much ambition and I have so much drive and being the business owner that I am now, understanding that people are going to look at you in this way and go, oh, okay. And they are going to try and, in their own way, and they don't even mean to manipulate, but just use it to their advantage, let's say. This this is perfect, right? Because this takes me to my next point. Oh, look at me, just linking right? it. So and, good. And, <laughs> and that's for me, it's, it's the art of emotion. Right. The art of emotion. Now, not being sexist, but it's a lot of difficult, I get, for the female, right, to really master this. But the females that do master this, absolutely, even I'm scared of them. I'm absolutely scared of a female with severe art, like art to her emotions. Like when I say, when I say art, I mean absolute control. Like mm-hmm. they can, it's a trait you see with psychopaths, but it's a, for me it's a good trait because for you to fall away or for you not to be controlled by the words from another human being mm-hmm. just because you can you, you have a goal on an agenda so you do whatever you, you can to bypass and, or neutralize that situation to get what you want yeah that's scary yeah. because they, you don't know how far or how deep they'll do it but it's this trait that I think is almost a necessary evil not even evil but a necessary trait to have in business because this is business this is not this is not about life and whatever this is business and the same things you need to equip yourself to know how basically um, weapons to equip yourself mm-hmm. and one of those things is, is art of emotions and emotional intelligence is one of the best things I think I've, I've acquired for myself because as a producer I'm always hearing bad news yeah do you know how it feels to always hear bad news it's like how do you process bad news? Do you understand what bad news is? Is mm. news news or news bad or, or good? It's never really... So for me, I've always drawn a line and it just basically... For me to be able to overcome that whole process of hearing bad news all the time as a, as a producer, it's just news. Mm. And I'm just like, whether or not, it's, it's got to get sorted. We've got to get it done. Let's do it. Yeah, you just and, find a solution. And if I have a problem with someone, for example, with any issues... Rather than me procrastinating, you know what? Let's just get it done now. You just straight up with people. Now, 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 now. Now. Cool. I want to sleep, go to bed, wake up. I have too much things to do, too much things to worry about. I don't want to worry about this little particular thing. I'm sorting that right now. Yeah, that's good. Boom. Done. Next day. Yeah. And, you know, and I, I might not want to do it, but I just have to. So, for me, art of emotion is great because then you you be able to control your rage. You be able to control anything from lust to um, to to any you know intense emotion that you might want to overcome in that particular mm. moment. So yeah, that's definitely something to to acquire. Yeah, it's funny because actually I think for me it's um, 
when I think about like I don't think I ever used to be very good at kind of handling my emotions and like you know dealing with certain stuff and, and that stuff might happen in the avalanche and I just kind of be like Pah! and I just like blow up and I am someone still that I am so I'd say I'm emotionally in tune and like I'm, mm. I'm cool with crying I'm mm. cool with like if my if I got like really bad news like I'll cry in public I don't care like I've sobbed on the tube multiple times because mm. I also believe in not for me personally I cannot bury it I just don't know how to do that like you know how some people will put on a front and they'll just go on with their life yeah I some people I just you're right do it. some people can't I'll, I'll, I'll be real with you but then again you've got to look to your circle yeah and you got to talk have those conversations those type of people and but this is the thing I've learned who to talk to exactly so I might still be like I'm definitely still this emotional I'm still emotional and I can I like but could still talk about stuff the, but... the, the real trick would be doing it instantly yeah 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 because yeah, yeah, I'll yeah. bring it to that story no, that, that, yeah, that, no, that, that, that dog right was so still that everyone's, you know, those were barking at it, you know, people were rubbing it, shaking it, who just stood there. Just full contrast, like, wow, this dog is goddamn disciplined. Like, if I can move like that in business... Yeah. Oh, my days. That's so good. I said, like, I, need, I need to acquire that ability. So I did. I, I, it, it, it's practice, you know? Mm-hmm. I never just said, let me just stop caring or let me just... There's a way of doing it and it's got to be healthy and it's the, the, the process that you have to taking your head yeah. to facilitate that so you have to learn how to communicate yourself 100 percent. like because i i can communicate i can let somebody know how i feel but mm. ever since i got a team for model me when we started getting ambassadors in april like a whole new realm of me i had to open because i didn't like all of a sudden i had this team that were looking to me and even now like they'll listen to this and like they they look to me and whatever and i have to learn how to manage them and not get so emotionally involved and if they hurt my feelings it's probably not intentional they're probably just trying to do the best thing for them and I have to detach myself from it and it's funny because I have to as well what I've really had to learn which I think is really important that people don't do enough in our industry is set boundaries people don't um, make it clear with themselves at home on their own what they'll say yes and no to and what they will let affect them and what they won't let affect them Mm. and for me now like I know like if I'm if I'm at an event and you know stuff falls like bombs fly just before my event's about to go off mm. I'm like I manage like I never used to be able to manage that you know mm. and it's so funny because all of a sudden your mother instincts comes in yeah I call it that it's, it's motherhood or fatherhood instincts it's like almost as a trigger right but it's just so funny because now if I look at how I was in April when I did my first ever paid event and I was so stressed out and I was running around like crazy mm-hmm. I did everything by myself I didn't know how to delegate I didn't know how to tell people what to do mm-hmm. and then I look at the fact that we did 10 events in 5 days at the beginning of September and I was I had peace I was calm there was barely any barely any hiccups at all if mm-hmm. anything the biggest hiccup was my Uber took 15 minutes to pick me up but I still got there in time and we did everything we needed to <laughs> in 5 minutes do you know what I mean those so Uber drivers man it could take the time. They're the only ones that screw you. They're the only like. Tra- the amount of times I've been late because the Uber driver took a left. I was not the right left. Was, <laughs> man. But it's so interesting because you do have to you have to know how to communicate yourself. And I think too in business you do, you do just ha- like, you have to elevate and you have to kind of grow and you have to mm. learn that you know there's a time and there's a place. Like I'll be sitting with. You know, I sat with one of my ambassadors tonight and we were going over our actors' lines because we do class together. Mm. And I was like, right now, this is our friend time, okay? Just so we're clear. Mm. And I have to verbalise it now because they're not um, as emotionally intelligent the word, maybe. I'm not saying they're not emotionally intelligent, but some people just haven't 
understood that realm yet. They haven't understood that I'm trying to clarify these boundaries. Yeah. So if I'm sat with one of them, and I've had too many run-ins with them, you know, for me to mm. not do that now. So if I'm sat with him and it was after an event that I spoke at, not that I did, and we're talking, we're going over lines and whatever, we're eating fries. And I said, look, mm. this is you and me friend time now. We're not talking business. Mm. Like, let's not talk about model me. And I've had to learn to do that with people. And actually, when you do that with people, mm. naturally, it just becomes something that they learn and mm. they grow. And they, before you know it, you don't need to really clarify it anymore. Mm. But I think people are so scared to clarify that with people and to mm. be like, and if you do business, like me and Rebecca, my business partner, we have a WhatsApp chat that is just business. And mm. then we have our friend chat, you know, it's just me and her. Mm. And we had to separate it because otherwise what will happen is we just, I know who I am. I love my business, right? So yeah. we just sit and talk business all the time and never ask each other how each other are. And before you know it, you're six months in and you haven't, and we did that very quick as soon as we became partners, you know, and I have the same with my other business partner. And I think it's really important to know how you communicate with people and understanding that boundaries need to be set in place, but you need to decide on those boundaries yourself. Correct. And sometimes you have to go through the, the aches and the pains before you go actually just correct. set your boundaries. You know? Correct, correct. And you've done that. You do that on set, right? All the time. And that's why... On set, off set, um, personal time, you know, non-personal time, um, all the time. Emotional intelligence is one of the best skills I think I acquired. Yeah? Because it makes me... I Who call it. You? He taught me. <laughs> Boy, was it, I, was I, it I personal? Yeah, it was a personal decision, but I picked it up because... The, I mean, as a, I mean, as a Gemini, I kind of, I can already have a level of patience, shall I say? So, emotional intelligence does tap into, you know, mastering how patient you are with things and understanding, you know, how much time your value of your time as well. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, my brother-in-law probably was one of my best mentors in my early life. Wow. Um, and he's Dutch as well. And his way of seeing life was unique. That's mm. probably the best way to put it. So this wasn't someone that you could compare. It was like, this person is very different. Mm. I want to be like this person. So I've always had that, that I guess, that type of a mentality around me. But it took me a long time for me, for me to actually do it myself and say, yeah, this is me. I want to get this done. And whatever you're going to say, I'm not going to take no for an answer. I'm going to get my yes. And for me to do that, I need emotional intelligence. So I've been yeah. dancing around racism. That's what I call it. Dancing around dancing. racism. So you can, be, you can be as racist as you want to me about something. Doesn't matter. Because I already know, I understand, I understand myself well enough, right? I understand, you, I understand who I'm talking to well enough. And I just find another route. So I still get what I want. And you can still say and do whatever you want. mad racist too. I don't care. Wow. I'm way past that. I'm, I'm like, listen, we've got stuff to do. We've got, That's so good. We've got things to build. We've, I've got things to do. I'm a Nigerian born as well. And for me, I'm just like... So you moved here when you were younger? Yes, yes, wow. yes, yes. And then I became a citizen. Um, so for me, I just... You have to talk in the school, man. I'm telling you. You have to. I just don't... You know, I just ain't got, ain't got no time for that stuff, you know. For, so my mum raised us up just saying, listen, you guys are pretty much African, so you're from a nation where everyone you saw was just black. So for someone to say something to you and you feel some type of way because of your skin color, these times, you know, you can just go back home, you feel normal. You kind of have this reassurance. So that's something I'm really privileged about, I say. 
I'm having that reassurance that I'm actually Nigerian. And let's not forget that, you know, I'm actually Nigerian. It doesn't right. really matter. I just came here to do something. And to be honest, the best people, I'll tell you who has the best people who have, who have emotional intelligence. Cab drivers. <laughs> Uber drivers. <laughs> what? The, the amount of stuff they go through and they go bite their tongue and just stay there. Whew, I'll be scared of some drivers. They can just <laughs> take you somewhere and you never be found, you know? Yeah, God forbid. Right. But, you know, I'm just trying to say, like, you know, let's, I think, we, yeah. For everyone. Yeah. Okay, but let's not end on a negative. Oh. Spin me, spin me a, spin me a piece of your positive mind. We've got a hundred more topics. I know. I know. I'm gonna wrap it up. I'm gonna say you are a tree, and every single branch that stems from you has a purpose. You are a tree, and every branch that stems from you has a purpose. Yeah, it needs to have a purpose. So I think we should actually start the next podcast with that. Cool. And then branch out. Oh, I blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> But not intended. <laughs> no then, pun intended, yeah. And then, um, I can't think of another word from branch right now. So we're going to branch out into that topic next time. 100%. So tell us how we can find you on social. Uh, it's Produce Along, L-O-N-G-E, on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And that's it. <laughs> that's the only channel I've made for people to communicate with me. I'm not giving yeah? no others. Good but, for you. Um, and I'll be blunt, you know, like I only want to f- see on my timeline people that either inspire me or mm. I want to work with. So don't take offense if I don't. You prove to me why I should pretty much yeah, follow, why you, should follow you. Why I sh- you should inspire me or I wish more people we should share. Like that, I'm telling you. I'll be straight up. I ain't got no time, no you playing, no like games. That. Straight up, this is it. I don't wow, even want to work with. You- you watch my stories, man. Poor you. <laughs> you know, you got to see what everyone's on, you know. I want to see what the life is like in the city, working, going to the gym, and you just know, yeah, someone's actually working. It's always nice to remind people how hard you work, and I want to be that person to tell someone else that you got to be able to prove or earn the right to, 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 to do something or, or see something, because yeah. then it challenges you or it triggers you. Regardless, you are triggered by me saying that. Yeah. And that's exactly how I am every single time I wake up in the morning I feel triggered I want to do something wow. so that's the positive for you be triggered be triggered so we'll do another podcast we did this was an hour we were going to do 20 minutes that's too much it was never going to be 20 minutes I never that. Be t- <laughs> look I always aim okay for a short podcast but I forget how much I love to talk this is the short one <laughs> thank you for listening everybody we're going to post Thanks for this having me. edited and raw because that's how I like to do stuff keep it as authentic and true and real as possible um, by the way I will say regarding Westlife bangers uptown uptown girl <laughs> flying without wings yeah they make some serious bangers man <laughs> Um, I mean, yeah. just in case Westlife listen, right? You, mean, you raised me up, you I know. You those were bangers. Honest, like, boys, those were bangers. Rude. <laughs> <laughs> um, thanks for listening. If you listen to this before um, Tuesday, 22nd of October, we have our next actors workshop, which actually I don't really know why I said that because I'm probably going to stop ticket sales today because we've sold too many and I want to keep it an intimate event because that's what we do at Model Me when we do workshops. Um, but keep an eye out for the events. Our public schedule for November and December, I'm going to post in the next two weeks. So thanks for listening.